when it doesn't work, like, what kind of support do you have for this piece of equipment? Like, how, if I'm, if it's middle of summer and this piece of equipment's not working and, and I can't find a part, you know, it's, you know, two weeks out, three weeks out. I mean, I know once COVID hit and all that stuff, we're still dealing with that a lot, but not as much anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, you know, waiting on one chip from China for this board. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't run into as much now, but I think more now, maybe people are still using it as kind of like a, a fall guy, but... So what's up, HVAC crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, your premier PHVAC manufacturer's rep in the mid-Atlantic on the East Coast side over here. We've got a good show tonight, today. We're actually recording. It's still daylight outside, which is nice. Um, we got a guest, so it's not you don't have to just hear me and Ryden ramble on. We got a guest on tonight. I'm stoked about this guy. We've had a, you know, we've had our 45 minute conversation waiting on riding. He was on sales calls, so we. I feel like we're doing two shows here, but uh, always getting bashed. I know it's a <laughs> life of a sales guy, man. I know. So yeah, without further ado, let's get this thing going. Yeah, come on. So welcome back, trade crew, to another episode of HVAC R&D. This episode is brought to you by our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing. Please make sure to go and follow us on social media at hvac.rnd on Instagram and TikTok, as well as HVAC R&D on LinkedIn, Facebook, and TradeHounds. And uh, drum roll, please, Dennis. Can you input that later? Thanks, Corey. Mm-hmm. Uh I know I've been talking about this for like the last month, but uh, the website is done. HVACRD.com is done. It is up and running. Um, Go check it out. Join the mailing list. The swag shop is up and ready to go. I'll be... See, yesterday you guys will have seen some stuff drop for uh, Cajun Joe's 82nd birthday. So Cajun Joe's Bayou Spice and the new patch hats went up on the site on 420 and also make sure to listen for later in the show i'm going to drop a discount code for 20 percent off so make mm. sure you pay attention everybody get your friends to hear too there you go cajun joe that's it 420 i mean that's just planned that way i mean that's his birthday man <laughs> it just it. just Damn. so happens to work out for other things too <laughs> um but yeah old cajun joe is 82 
it's crazy to even think, but he's still out running and gunning just like all the rest of us. So, uh, wish him a happy birthday. And for any other information, please check the link tree or the website. Hey, hey you got to push the website. That's it. So, uh, we got to say, you know, a quick hello and nice to meet you at the Tactical Awards and AHR to our guests. But uh, it's finally time that we get to know the Pacific Coast and Southwest journeyman that we've all come to know with love as Northwest HVAC on Instagram. So please welcome Jamie from Elevated Mechanical to the show. What's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> like I said, we chatted a little bit, but um, yeah, we had the whole show, but he didn't, he didn't hit the record button, so we got to do it again. The first time. <laughs> that was some good nuggets in there. I could have grabbed. <laughs> we will re-extract them later. Yeah, I'm telling right. you, once you get me talking, man, All I'm right. a talker. Hey, well, that's what you know. On our website, our new website, if you click on it, the first thing pops up is the power of conversation. That's right. That's what we do here. If you want to get technical, we can, but we just get on here and have a conversation, three HVAC guys, and uh, where it goes is where it goes, right? Yeah, I I like it, the, the natural path. Right. We do have notes, and I know you're looking at them, but, you know, they're they're just guidelines. <laughs> yep. They really just keep me, uh, just like my PowerPoints for training. If I look up at the screen and then I just turn back around, I don't even read them because it does keep me on track, though. That's what these are for. If not, we'll be off in a ditch for sure real quick. Um, so, yeah, we got to, you know, we got to get this show started. Have you listened to our show, Jamie? No, I haven't yet. All right. At least you're honest. That's yeah. messed up, man. Yeah, I know. I'm a I'm an asshole, man. That's all right. <laughs> I haven't been like I used to listen to podcasts like every morning driving to work. You know what I mean? And then once I start my own company and had a kid and shit, just like everything changed. And now I'm like I barely I barely listen to any podcasts. I bet you ride around in silence a lot, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I get to that point where sometimes <laughs> I just got to ride around in silence, man, and get my life back together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we do start the show with a beer, you know, we usually bring a local brew on the show, maybe an IPA riding, still going through his, uh, uh, Modelo winners, like hibernation stash. I don't know. He brought, he bought like. <laughs> Three pallets of, of something <laughs> bought them from Sam's Club or something, but um, yeah. So, are you drinking on anything tonight? Today? Me? I, I don't drink. I'm in recovery. I, I got water and a diet coke next to me. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's okay. It's good. Yeah, water's good. Like you said, you're under the weather anyway. You, you don't want to drink under the weather. I mean, yeah. 
I tried to have a beer after I had COVID the first time, and it was not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> oh, so, man. What you got, Ryden? You got anything special or no? Well, <laughs> you, uh, you talked about local brews. So I picked up a six-pack of Humminbird in a can yesterday. Oh, I haven't seen that. I had neither, so I was curious. So, Humminbird is brewed by Red Oak, which is only distributed in North Carolina. Their brewery and tap house is maybe an hour or so from us. But, um, yep. Humminbird is their Munich lager. It is one of my favorites. Um, so it's been a while. I'm excited to, usually it's in a bottle, but, you know, it's nice to pop a can on this show. So, couldn't resist. Yeah, bottles don't do good on the sound bites. Not really a whole lot going on there. All right. You know, the open up a Diet Coke can sounds exactly like a beer. It does. See, all you have to do is just just not say anything and just crack it open. Well, crack you can rip the Diet this. Coke open there. Uh, invent some crazy I'm too name. honest, man. I'm too honest. I should have just pretended like I was drinking a beer. I'm not going to lie. I've opened up a uh, seltzer water on this show where I was just kind of dragging. <laughs> and I'm just like, yep, yeah, there you go. There's your Michelob Ultra there. Yeah. <laughs> or it's we're recording. You know, it's 10:30 at night, and I'm just like, look, I'm not, I'm not drinking a beer right now, man. It's <laughs> Tuesday. I'm just trying to, trying to get through here. So I'm, I've got a uh, old school Yingling, the OG Yingling Lager here. Very nice. Um, the funny story about Yingling is. So my dad, he grew up drinking Miller Lite. That was my first beer. You know, I was probably eight. You know, here, take a sip of this, you know. And then I get older, and I was like, oh, I like this yingling, and I told my dad about it. And he's like, I'm not drinking that Chinese beer. There's just mm-hmm. no way. That I'm Chinese like, beer. You know, you look at it, the way it's written out on the can, it just looks Chinese. Um it's like dad it's the oldest brewery in america <laughs> it's not chinese and that's what he drinks now he's a yingling guy uh he probably drinks two beers a week but that's what he drinks um so it's yeah not a bad one to savor no it's a good good old good old-fashioned beer there all right so let's get into what jamie's got going on here what have you been working on Oh man, lots of stuff. I uh, I just landed a like the biggest job today um, for my company personally, big old city multi job. Um, so I just landed that. Uh, I got the deposit and equipment ordered, and you know that that's probably going to kick off. I don't know, sometime in mid May, maybe end of May. I don't know. You know, equipment lead times. It's like three plus weeks, four plus weeks, stuff like that. You know, a lot of this stuff is, you know, not sitting on the shelves necessarily locally. What what is it? Is it like 10 tons, seven and a half? 26 ton city multi-system with 17 heads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Main BC, sub BC, and then a bunch of wall mount units. And then there's two, uh, ceiling recess units for like a, a lunchroom they just built out and then Sweet. I don't know, like a like a meeting room or something like that. So yeah. Is that the one is that the one you've been 
kind of talking about like that you were hoping you would get or working on the last couple yeah. weeks? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked on that for man, probably about three weeks, honestly. So you I was know, gonna say we gotta we, we gotta let everybody know we've got an Instagram Goliath on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I mean, this guy I actually so I was I was I threw up your Instagram right before we recorded here. I was like, well, let me just see, make because I haven't been able to even open this thing up today. Um and I opened it up and you you gained a hundred followers like when I opened it up. I'm just like, geez. Oh really? Uh, yeah, so you're He's sitting at twenty four thousand eight hundred, so that's decent, man. Doing a good job on that. Sweet, yeah. It's so it's so the Instagram thing's so weird, man. Because like, I remember, like when I started my Instagram, like my HVAC page, you know, it was like, man, about six, seven years ago or whatever. I I kind of just switched it to like my trade, you know what I mean? Because that's what I was into, and like, you know, and I remember like. The thing, one of the main goals of it was, you know, 10,000 followers was like a, a goal you could hit and then you could like post links and stuff like that. And that was always like kind of my goal. It wasn't what I started it for. You know, I started just to like, you know, post what yeah. I do and stuff and, and share like tricks and tips and, you know, things out there. That's I never what it really, should be. Right. Yeah, I never, it wasn't what it is today, you know, then, you know, it wasn't like I didn't start it to be labeled an influencer, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, I really love the trade of HVAC and I just wanted to share it. You know, that's what I was passionate about. But like, it took, you know, a long time to get even close up to 10,000 followers. And then all of a sudden it just like, I mean, in a short period of time, I went from like, it was around like 9,000. I started, you know, looking into, oh man, I should do like a giveaway because like 10K is a, a big milestone. And then before I could even get all that together, all of a sudden I'm at like 14, 15, 17, and I was like 20. And I'm like, dude, like what? I, I don't even, I don't even know where they all came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we, we're, uh, we haven't hit, well, we're going to be hitting a thousand twice yeah. now. For the second time. Yeah, we lost Round our two. count. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that sucks. I heard about that, man. Yeah. Well, we're uh, within the next few days, we might hit a thousand again. So, I'll say we did better this time though, because it took us like two hundred and eighty something posts to hit a thousand last time. We're gonna do it around hundred and mid mid hundred and fifties. So I'd say we, yeah, I guess, I'd say we we grew our influence a little bit. I guess I should say. Well, well and the I, thing is, is like, is you got to be consistent about like posting about it and stuff, you know. And like, I go, I go in like droves where I'm like posting all the time, and then you know, like when, when I, since I started my company, you know, like it's frustrating running a company and learning all this stuff, and I, I get down in the dumps where I'm like, man, this is tough, and I, I don't feel like posting, you know, that much as I used to, but like, you know, it's. It's tough. It's but it's like you know. I notice when when you're posting consistently and then like you're engaging with people like on your like I I've always tried as hard as I could like on my posts and stuff like that. When people comment or ask questions or DM me, I always try to like respond and stuff. You know, sometimes right. they, they get lost in the mix, but like engaging with your followers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know that that's important because 
you know, you see these people post things and like, they don't even answer questions or they don't even like, like the person's comment. And you're like, well, I mean, they're well, trying to support you, dude. Like, a guy that's like putting only training stuff on there, right? This is how you check this. This is how you check that. This is how you do this. And then not responding to, yeah. you know, a 19 yeah, year old kid that's like trying to figure it out. Like, what's the point? Like that's what yeah. the plat- that's what it's for. I, I was thinking. I mean, that's me. But um, I just think it's cool reaching. I mean, I'm on there, you know, talking to people from Canada about a about a system. Like, yep. I mean, yeah, and that's technology like the, killer. The, I mean, the, one of the crazy things about the Instagram is like when I was on it in the beginning. You know, I never, I never thought I'd be talking to people in different countries and you know, all over the United States and stuff. And I mean, it's just people, you just reach so many people, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's such a cool community and and stuff. Cause you know, Facebook was like, just Facebook. I don't really do anymore. I did like 10 years ago, but it's more like, you know, personal stuff, family pictures and things like that. But like nobody that I'm friends with on Facebook really gives a shit about HVAC. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And then so that's why I kind of did the HVAC thing because in the beginning of my Instagram days, I was posting that stuff, you know, like taking a picture of this like cool moon or like a, a fucking tree or something, you know, and like doing the filters. And I'm like, this shit is like stupid, man. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, you know, I just dawned on me. I was like, I'm just going to like delete all that stuff and I'm going to change my name. And I'm going to just focus all on HVAC. Like that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's. Yep. That's uh, you know, when I when I do these training classes, I got everybody stickers, as as many as I can on the on the plenum, and especially like today, my training class, I had like fifteen guys, and none of them were over twenty five years old. I mean, they're just kids, just mm-hmm. staring at me, and I'm they're taking pictures of the plenum and the unit, and I'm like, all right, who listens to podcasts? You know, HVAC podcasts, and like one guy raises his hand, like, all right. I'm like, you know, who do you listen to? And he throws out, you know, people that I know. And he's like, yeah, I'm just riding around. I'm just learning stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's killer. And then, you know, I'm like, do y'all follow any of these guys on Instagram? And, you know, they knew a couple, you know, HVAC Strong. They knew him. And I'm in, like, BFE in North Carolina. Like, yeah. And it's just killer to see that. But, yeah, they're like, man, I guess, yeah, I need to start following this and that. And I'm like, yeah, man, these are these installs on here are are insane you know even just basic clean installs not like crazy over the top but there's some really good stuff on here for your trade and it's you know you're young enough to attach to that and i didn't have that it when i got into this trade just didn't have it yeah i didn't even it was there i didn't know about it you know what i mean well and what's funny is so yesterday morning i had I had a training with a NAVAC rep and they were discussing how really Cody it never fails. Your dog is always on the show. Never fails. <laughs> um, but anyway, I had a NAVAC training with a rep and he looked at me and he was like, don't you have a podcast? And I said, yeah. And he's, and he said, you know, you know, NAVAC really took off when we started embracing social media with different people and they they brought up you know brian Orr with hvac school and and gary hvac know-it-all brought up uh mayberry reefer guy so 
and uh, everyone around the table is just looking at me like, you know who these people are? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I know all about them. And I said, it's, I said a lot of the reason I said, you know, I, I learned a lot of stuff about Navic before even this was I saw things they had posted. And then, you know, we, we did part of the, uh, the AHR tours with the students. Uh, we had to take them by the Navac booth. So it was kind of cool to start seeing, you know, people recognize even us out and about for what we've done with, with a brand that was getting talked about in a, in an info session. That was kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, our, our podcast is the smallest in the town that we live in. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, we got a big Canadian following, which is super random. You yep. know, I mean, we, <laughs> it's California's huge, you know, but. Well, and, and, you know, unfortunately we weren't able to, to talk about it the way that we really wanted to for the longest time. Um, I know we, we talked about it a little bit and the show that comes out, uh, here we go. The whole perpetual thing, the show that's not out yet actually talks a bit about me switching jobs. So Jamie, I started with, I, I left a distributor I'd been at for a decade and moved to another one, um, just over a week and a half ago. But a lot of it was for, you know, the freedom and transparency to do things, um, also, it was kind of cool. I joined a company that already has a, a working podcast. So if anybody has listened to um, HVAC TV through Insight Partners, listen to Tony Mermino. He is our marketing director, but he's also um, a mechanical engineer. So he kind of runs a show for the commercial side of the industry. So you know they were very welcoming of, of me joining the team because now we also kind of have a voice into the residential side and light commercial. Um, it's just, it's kind of, it's really cool to be able to kind of bounce different ideas off someone else that's doing a show, even behind the scenes now, because we really haven't had that a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was going to say. Big move, man. Yeah. Big move leaving a company you've been at for that long. Yep. It was not easy. It was not yeah. easy. And I owe a lot of people, you know, for my career, a lot of the things that I learned there. Um, allowed me to be in the position and have the knowledge I needed to decide to make a move like this. So, you know, won't say anything bad about them. No, yeah, you don't ever want to burn no bridges. I mean, Mm-mm. so we're going to we're gonna get into Jamie's company here shortly. Sounds like he's got some great, <laughs> some great stories. But first, we need to get to know how did you get into this trade and, like, take us through your – you know, your startup, like, how'd you get into this? Uh, so when I was in high school, um, like I, I was never very interested in like the curriculum at schools. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, you had wood shop and anything like gas. Like I remember I had a gas, uh, small gas engines class in high school, things like that. Those were always the, the classes that like piqued my interest and you know so when i was in high school and stuff i messed around with like cars and you know i like you know building speaker boxes and you know sub subwoofer boxes for my truck and stuff like that but like when i was when i was in i took an autocad class in high school a drafting class and and you know and it was fun and stuff like that and i was good at it and so when and that was like my junior year and i i started looking into like 
you know, schooling for it, trade schools, things like that. And I came up on Universal Technical Institute and I sat down with them, a recruiter, to go to Phoenix for AutoCAD for drafting. And then like, and the, you know, and then, and the recruiter, um, you know, we were at my house with my parents and stuff talking and I don't know if he picked up on something or just, you know, the vibe, the energy He's like, he's like, man, you know, can you really see yourself sitting on a computer for like eight to 10 hours a day? And like, you know, I'm, I'm 17, 18 years old. Like I'm not thinking that far ahead at all. Right. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, no, man, that actually sounds miserable. You know, that doesn't <laughs> sound like me at all. Right. Nope. And he's like, well, what do you think about, you know, air conditioning? And I'm like, and then like a light bulb went off, you know what I mean? I was like, man, I, I'm actually, I've always been interested in, in like how the refrigerator works. I'm always like, how do you make, you know, at that time, I'm like, how do you make cold air? You know what I mean? Right. And then that's, that's what got me in to go to, I went to Utah and signed up for their HVAC program in Phoenix. And like, I, so like, I think I already committed to that like right in the beginning of my senior year. So like my whole senior year was different than a lot of my friends. Cause like, they were like, they didn't know what they were going to do. And I'm like, I already had a plan in place, a goal. Yeah. And so I graduated high school, went down to Phoenix and started, you know, uh, you know, a little associate's degree program down there. You get a two year degree in 12 months. I mean, you're going to school full time. I'm working that year flew by quick. And then, yep. You know, I loved it. <clears throat> and then I got hired out of, I had a job before I even came back home to Washington and started up in, up in this company. I think it was, uh, it was in Burlington. I think it was like R&H heating or something like that, but that was my first job. They did like, you know, residential, like commercial stuff. And, um, and I just, I mean, I just loved it from the very beginning, dude. I just, I just loved like fixing people's heat and i just you know making people cool and like they just they just are so grateful you know it's like this trade is is so amazing because like we don't realize how much we need the heating and cooling and the comfort cooling and all that stuff till it doesn't work you know what I mean? right and then you go and fix it and then when you go and fix it and everybody's just like thank you thank you i remember working at bars and you know fixing beer coolers and and everybody always offers you food and they're trying to give you beer, you know, and they're just so thankful. And I'm like, man, I just, like, I'm just doing my job. But yeah, I get like, paid for this. <laughs> yeah. And they just, but I just, I loved it. And back then, um, <clears throat> you know, back then it was still with like Thomas guides and shit, you know, there wasn't GPS, you know, you, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying to get to houses and businesses and we're fucking, we're, we're flipping through 20 pages of a Thomas guide while you're driving, you know what I mean? And like, you know, out map quest before you leave the house. Yeah. Take a ride on this was, street. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Where's the rain McNally? Yeah. And then having like them big, the, you remember those big Nextel two-way radio cell phones, those yellow yep. and black ones? Like my company had those. So like you could call people and then you can also two-way radio. Oh, the yellow yeah. and black ones were the swanky ones. That yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I think it was Sprint. I guess Sprint had it. Yeah, I think so, man. But, you know, that was, but yeah, that's how I got into it, man. And then, uh, you know, I didn't really, you know, take it like a hundred percent serious. Cause I'm like, in the beginning, because I was just young, you know what I mean? I was still living at my parents' house, blowing all my money, 
you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And then it was like, you know, maybe when I got clean, because I got clean around, you know, I was like 27 years old. And that's, that's really around that time is when I really started like taking it serious, like listening to podcasts and, and reading books and doing a lot of stuff on my own time and asking questions and taking home manuals and stuff. And, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, when I'm out <clears throat> in the field and if I don't understand something or, you know, yeah, I fixed something, but I didn't fully understand the system. I mean, I'd be at home, you know, reading about it, downloading the manual and stuff and just trying to learn as much as I can, you know what I mean? And doing continuing education and, you know, and all that, that good stuff. Man, I swear that I, I didn't really, I didn't really take off, you know, knowledge-wise until I started working on it at home. I tell all these guys in these classes, like I said, like today, these younger kids, you know, 19, 20 years old. I'm like, look, you can't, you can't learn this just from the last call you did. You just can't. No. Nope. I mean, you can, but it's gonna take you forever. Like. Go home and research what you did today so that you actually know what you fixed today. Because you fixed five systems today, but you don't really know what you fixed. You're just not quite sure what happened, but it's working and they paid you and you left. But you still don't know how it works. I mean, I know when I started reading, like you said, you get home, start taking it serious. It's like you got two years of school in six months. Like it's just boom. It just starts clicking. Um, yeah, and that's that's the thing too is like, you know, you know, people who want to do better and be better, or be the best, you know, that's they do. You got to do that stuff on your own time because there's, you know, you can't. You can learn. I, I, I'm I'm all for learning. You know, in the field, it's great and it helps. But like, if you want to be really good, you want to be that guy. You know, that technician. I mean, right. and I come from a service background, so. I don't know how the installers do if they're, you know, at home reading manuals and stuff, but like, you know, as a service guy, we, we got to know a lot about refrigeration and electrical and, you know, dump you sizing know and you just got to know, know a lot. Yeah. And like, you know, you can learn so much in the field, but like you need to learn at home too. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, you got to get this book and this book and you read it and you might not think you're retaining much when you're reading it. Cause like, you know I me, mean, I'm kind of ADHD, you know what I mean? I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't even remember what I just wrote but or read, but then like I could be out in the field and then it's just like a light bulb, co- you know, goes off yep. and I'm like, yep. oh yeah, I remember reading about that or I know what to do, you know what I mean? Yep, that happens a lot for me too. So your brain retains a lot more information than you think. It's just you need something to spark it, you know, to pull it out of that, you know, that back of your brain. Yeah, that's... I mean, riding, riding's got, riding's a little different. Riding is a, is a sponge. He's like my brother. He reads something and it's just, that's it. It's in there. <laughs> Not all the time. I wish it was all the time. I mean, I read something uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm the same way as you, Jamie. Like I, I'm like, I know I just read that, but I don't, I don't know if I retain that. And then I get out there, get in front of a unit. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. And like, I mean, and, and with this field too, it's like, if you, if you really understand like the basic electrical basic electrical circuits and basic refrigeration like you're gonna go very far in the trade because like it's all the same they just add more controls or add more refrigeration controls but like 
when, when you break it all down, like the refrigeration system works the same and the electrical works the same. Yeah, that, it's just, that'll never it, change. I yeah, mean. it's just, you know, you, you know, because I remember when I switched, when I went into the union and went commercial, you know, then you're seeing big old package units, big old train and telepacks, you know what I mean? And it's a whole different ballgame and it's very overwhelming when you're, when you, when you're looking at it. But like, you know, if you know how to read a wiring diagram and you know how electrical circuits work, I mean, it's quite simple. I think we just, as human nature, we just overcomplicate things. Like I know, I know I do, I overthink stuff, but like when you yeah. kind of just break it down and start small, just trace electrical, where am I losing voltage? You know what I mean? I just, I just piggyback. I got one, one lead on ground and I just, okay, I got voltage there. I got voltage there. I got voltage there. Oh, I don't have it there. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's pretty simple, but it can be overwhelming. You know what I mean? Um, but like a lot of that stuff, like since I started my company, you know, it's, it's kind of taking a back door because now I'm like in a whole different ball game of like, yeah, you're getting business books and reading them. <laughs> yeah, and like code books and, you know, like Excel. the mechanical code and, and the, the flu and gas code and all this stuff. And I'm like, God dang, there's so much shit. And they're charging 120 bucks for these code books. And then it's, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, so I mean, I, it was hard for me to start the company. It wasn't as easy as I thought. I know my state's probably a lot. I'm in Washington State. I think they make it quite a bit harder for an HVAC contractor than like say in Arizona. Like I know guys in Arizona taking, they just get like a contractor's test and it's, it's, you know, it's about our industry. I mean, I, I he showed me the questions. I don't know if you guys follow. I don't want to say his name cause I don't know where he's at with that. So, but he, he sent me the test results and it shows the breakdown of all the questions and it's all about our field. Right. Well, yep. which makes sense. Wa- yeah. <laughs> and like, it, it makes sense, but in Washington, I'm getting tested as like I'm an O one electrician. I'm getting right. tested, you know, like <laughs> conduit fills and, and raceways and uh, you know, grounding and bonding and, and some of it some of it pertains to HVAC, but a lot of the stuff that I got tested on, I can't even legally do here with my license. Which right. is like it makes absolutely no yeah, sense. And it makes no sense why you have to test on stuff that you can't do. Yeah, North Carolina anyway. is right there with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, and, and part of me, because I want to make it easier for other guys, I'm like, in my state and stuff, like, I would love to try to make those changes, but man, that's like, I don't think I got time to devote to, <laughs> to you know, doing things with the government and the state. We, we need to get Jamie on the board. You just got to get on the board, man. Yeah, like, but, you know, not get it, like, <laughs> I want people to be licensed and, and stuff like that, but, like, I shouldn't be getting tested as an electrician when, you know, we are electrical, but, you know, it's it's just different, you know what I mean? And, and I got buddies out here that have companies, but they've had companies for 10, 20 years, so, like, you know, I'm asking questions, and they're like, I, honestly, Jamie, I don't remember, or it wasn't like that when I did it, you know what I mean? So, like, I had to learn a lot on my own, you know, trial by error, you know what I mean? And like, you would think the guys that would help you the most, like L and I, they don't know. They don't know shit. You can, you can ask the same question to three different people on L and I and get three different answers. (laughs) Well, electrical, I know if we got any electrical guys listening, electrical code is so gray. 
I mean, it, it's it's not it's not cut and dry. Like there's a lot of stuff that's just like, yeah, I mean, you can run that wire and it'll probably be fine, but you really need to run this wire with this breaker. This size carries this much, and it's like, well, well, does it carry that or not? Like, I mean. Well, yeah, and, like, one thing, like, when I was testing and stuff, because a big, like, so here's another thing, is we grow up, you know, in school and high school and college and whatever, and you're taking tests, like, you're, you're, you're taking tests like that, you did this chapter, whatever, this, you know, book, and you're getting tested on this stuff, and, you know, you're, 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 when you get done with the test, like, hey, you got this one wrong, and then you talk about in class, like, what the right <laughs> answer is, right? Well, with this to get your electrical license like it's not like that you just know how many you missed you don't know what questions you missed and so you don't know like you you don't you could go down a rabbit hole because you don't know what you need to work on right like you know what category you need to work on but like the, the nec codebook is is very confusing and it's like they don't want it they don't want a and why would you not want the contractor just to be better out there i think honestly dude, like to fail I, I, I think honestly, it's because it's revenue for them. You know, when you get fines and things like that. Like, I'm not saying they don't want you to know it, but like, like you should be able to know what questions I got wrong and what ones I got right, so I could be better. But the way you know, I found out, it's more they're testing you on like how to navigate the code book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's Same that's here. it. So like, you need the key, the Henry, you know, keyword index and these fast tabs and stuff and it's time. So like you had, I think you had like 40 seconds or 45 seconds a question. Right. And like, I remember the first time I took the test, like I'm, I'm spending three, four minutes on a question trying to find an answer and I failed. And then you, you know, you learn and then you talk to other people. They're like, Yeah, dude, if you can't find the answer in like a minute tops, you just move on, move on, move on. Like, well, and that's all the people I've talked to, um, with the state of North Carolina's test, they said, you know, if you're not careful and you get hung up on the load calc side, you can fail it because you'll spend all your time there. It's better off just going through doing everything else and then going back to the load calculation and finishing what you can of it. Yeah. Well, actually, it's it's almost better to even go save it, go back and guess. Yeah. <laughs> like make sure the ones you get, you know, the ones you find in the book, <clears throat> you got right. You got to make sure those are right. Yep. And then you just go back. Yeah, there's like eleven. There's like eleven questions that are load calcs. They could give you all day, and you still wouldn't have the time to, to figure them. You know, figure them up. They do that on purpose. You just, you know, you just draw straws A, B, C, or D, and just let it rip. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're and they're tricky. They're very tricky how they word things too. So like I. Because it took me, I had I have to have an 06A specialty electrical license just to work, right? It has nothing to do with, you know, owning a company. I had to, I had to also to be my company. I had to have an electrical administrator. So then I had to take another test to become my own electrical administrator. And like, and it's and it's almost the same test as the 06A to be the electrical administrator. But the only thing different on our test for our license here in Washington state from an 01 to a specialty electrical license, like what I have in 06A is the load calc. Like there's no load calc on the 06A mm -hmm. test. So 
but everything else is pretty much exactly the same out of i think 50 questions for the test there's only five questions that are literally in hvac category all the rest of it wire sizing and um you know raceway calculations and box fills and grounding and bonding and and like all kinds of crazy stuff and it, it was frustrating man like it was very frustrating it, like the first six months of doing my own thing man i was like man do they like not want people to succeed and start businesses because they like are sure not helping man <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was just like scratching up a wall like for a yeah. while and i'm still learning but i'm like way far ahead of where i was you know what i mean and you know but what i really love about having my own company is like like the freedom i have you know what i mean and like scheduling and i can take jobs that like i want and then if i don't want to i'm like i don't have to i don't have somebody telling me like you know go here go there i don't have to get up at four o'clock to drive to seattle anymore you know what i mean and that's right i nice to spend more time at home and and things and, and i'll tell you one thing dude like working for myself if i take a job and i gotta go in the attic or a crawl space or whatever you know what i mean it's a lot easier to be in that situation when it's your company than it is for somebody else's company because oh, like, yeah. when you're working for somebody else you're like man fuck this shit but like <laughs> when you're doing it for yourself you're like i chose this you know what i mean like i didn't have to do oh, you're this. I put myself yeah yeah and 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 i'm trying to build a, a, a name for myself i'm not like in a you know do shitty work because like i'm in a crawl space or attic like sometimes i have to just you know i get pissed you know what i mean yep. i get frustrated and i have to like go step out go to the truck say some f words like i've been <laughs> in my truck and i've yelled you know what i mean like uh, you know and then just get it out and then kind of reset and then <laughs> go back to it you no, know no, what plenty I mean? of times you have to some days <laughs> well and i think this 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 next generation right that's where we're kind of hitting a small wall there um because it is very mentally physically challenging trade i mean it can be it can be very rewarding you know we can come on here and talk about you know you fixed mrs jones heat and she was so stoked and you know or and it's awesome but then you then you're in a you know you're in a crawl at 10 o'clock at night and it's wet and you're just beat and you're working on a furnace and it's you have you just have no idea what's wrong with it i mean you just hit a wall and that next generation i just hope can can you know <laughs> go out to the van and work it out and go back under there i mean i don't know i just hope we can yeah it's definitely tough because you know like i get frustrated easily but like i'm very I persevere, you know what I mean? And like, I don't like to give up on things. And I think that's a big issue with the younger generation is like, you know, they're, they're ready to throw in the towel on the yeah, first I mean, hiccup, you know what I mean? And like, I'm not like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I get frustrated. Everybody gets frustrated, but like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Do you, do you push forward or do you just say F it? And I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? I've been doing this. I've been in the trade for, basically 20 years you know what i mean how many times do you think i've got frustrated and wanted to quit you know what i mean Ooh. and like yeah a yep. ton a ton but like, i love hvac and i love it it's hard you know but like you know being you know like me and me and dennis when ryan ryan was on the phone we were talking about uh you know um 
being on the other side of things, like in, you know, being a technician in the field working for somebody and, you know, you're always talking to other techs, you're like, what does the office even do? You know what I mean? Like I, we do everything. We're writing up the quotes. We're talking to customers and, you know, yeah, why is she sending me on another call? I'm right by my <laughs> yeah, house. <laughs> you know, and then, and then now that I'm on the other side of it, I'm like, God dang, the office does a lot because there's a lot of stuff. Yep. There's a lot of stuff, you know, following up on invoices and, and, and trying to get paid. And then like people have questions and, and scheduling and all of that. And then, so like I'm doing, and I'm doing everything. You know what I mean, the only thing mm -hmm. I don't do for my business now is the bookkeeping. I have an accountant, you know, so, I mean, it's, right. it's very time consuming and it's frustrating and stuff. And, you know, but like, I don't see myself ever going back to work for somebody else unless I completely fail at this. Right. You know what I mean? Cause it's just, it's a different ball game. Like I'm the boss, I make the decisions and you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm the company that like I do good work and I'm there to support you and stuff like that. But I'm not the company that's going to show up in this nice press, you know, outfit with my name on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not me. Like I'm not that kind of company you right. know um and i know so how what's your is it just you or you got any helpers you got a couple guys it's just it's any? just me so like that's yeah, one like, thing that i've been yeah so that's one thing i've been so my wife was helping me in the beginning but then you know it's tough having the kid and you yeah. know you know because it changes all the time like hey i could have this scheduled but then things change all the time so like trying to find babysitters and our parents and her mom and stuff help out a lot, but it's just, it's kind of stressful. And it got to a point where it's like, you know, I'll just try to hire somebody. So I hired a kid, you know, for a little bit, but it didn't, it didn't really work out. You know, it didn't, you know, and then like, and I work with my buddy, Mark, you know, he's local. He found me on Instagram. I don't know how long he's following me, but you know, he reached out to me when I started my company. He's like, Hey man, I've been following you. And, I see you started your own company. I just wonder if you wanted to like work together, help each other out. You know what I mean? And so, and so like, that's what I'm saying. Like the boss units you were talking about, like, um, that's Mark's job. Like he'll, when he needs help, he's a one man show too. He's been in business for 25 years or something. He's had 10 employees and he's got zero employees. And like right now he's a one man show. So like when he needs help, he's he scheduled with me and like when i have a job that i need help on i try to do my best to schedule with him and and then on this city multi job you know like i'm debating you know how am i going to find somebody to with help and stuff and i got all these people that follow me like hey man i'll help i'll help you know what i mean and then but it always i'm like you got a full-time job like how are you gonna you know how are you gonna help me this isn't like a weekend gig you know what i mean right and dude. so like I, I reached out to my buddy who i used to work with uh my first union company he he moved to montana but he saw his family out here and he he started his own company and i and he's got experience with city multi and stuff like that and i'm like hey man like what do you say about like me just subbing out some work to you coming out here for a week and i'll pay for your fuel and you know and stuff like that and he's like yeah man i'm down like just let me know when and so like the point i'm making is like i was stressing for a while there about hiring employees and i think I, at some point i will but right now i think just subbing out work is a lot less stressful and a lot easier. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on jobs, because then like if I hire an employee, like right now as an owner operator, like I don't have to have workers compensation. I'm an S corp. So I pay myself a paycheck, 
Right. So I'm an employee for my own company, but if I hire somebody, then I have to add them to the books, you know, cost them their money with accounting. I have to have workers compensation, all that stuff. And if I sub it out, I don't have to do any of that. Yep. No, so they're their own. Bit. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now where I'm like, you know, I can stay small. I can just sub out work. Yeah. Well, no, good I, thing with, I was yeah. going to say the good thing with subs is you can, you know, you can truly evaluate the work they do at a, you know, a much easier pace than as opposed to trying to hire somebody and walk them through everything where, you know, it's not going to be good for a bit until you get them doing things the way you want them. So yeah. you can kind of, it's easier to measure expectations. Like, all right, I know if we're doing this job, I'm going to call Jeff. Jeff be a good guy for this job. Let's see if he can do it. You know, I'm sure you probably look at it that way at times too. Yeah. We, we had, uh, when it was me and me and one guy, um, in Atlanta, we would we started me and him. I started getting comfortable selling to a homeowner, and then we had we were like, "Oh crap! Now we got two changeouts tomorrow. Like, how are we supposed to do that? Like, you sold one too? Like, yeah, I sold one. Like, oh shit! Now how are we supposed to? Do? Yeah, I got three more on Friday. I'm like, you know, there's just two of us that work here, right? Like, <laughs> um, so then we were like, well, let's get some subs. So you find a guy, you're right? He's got a he's got a white truck. He's got. We, we had a sub that had three guys that worked under him. He was the owner and had three guys and I would just throw them a few t-shirts, right? They would show up. I would say, you know, I'd go in, meet the homeowner, say, Hey, you know, this so-and-so, these guys are doing your work today. You know, they, they, the homeowner doesn't know they don't work nope. for us exactly. and they do great work and you know, they put, blankets down you know they know the whole deal they know the whole gig and you pop in at the end of the day or the next day and just kind of follow up make sure and next thing you know you know we're growing just revenue wise obviously and uh yeah we did that for several years you know and yeah that's just in the guy check and he pays his guys that you know that day or whatever and then we cut him a check at the end of the week for his change outs and yeah and that's kind of where i'm at like i I kind of just want to find that, build that relationship with some people, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, and just go that route. It, you know, you know, you're not going to make as much money as if you were paying somebody 30, 40 bucks an hour. Cause when you're subbing out work, they're going to need to cover. No, he was, they were expensive. Yeah. yeah they, so like, mean. you know, me subbing out work to, for the city multi job. Like I, I, I bid it as I'm paying somebody like as an employee, right? I didn't bid it to right. sub it out, but if I can get somebody with experience and yeah, it costs me more money, but like if me and him and maybe I get a helper, but me and him, you know, he gives me a solid week and I pay him whatever amount, you know, five, seven grand, whatever he's, you know, we haven't talked about money yet, but like, you know, I, I, I will get the job done quicker. And then also, you know, I trust him because I've worked with him. I know right. he knows what he's doing. So if something pops up, you know, where I have to go take care of another customer or something, like I, I'm comfortable with leaving him there to be able to do some stuff while I leave. You know what I mean? If I just well, have my own helper, I'm like, you don't know what he's doing. I'm not going to leave him fucking here doing shit on the city multi-system. He no, he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to be on the roof on TikTok the whole time. You leave a helper up there. That's going to be it. Yeah. So... Well, on a job like that, right, you can't, you can't, 
you can't half-ass a job like that because especially if you sub it out, you know, he's gone down the road and you're going to be stuck fixing it day in, day out. Like, you know, a year later, he did something, he kinked the line or whatever, you know, you're going to be over there trying to fix it. And yeah, and he's done got paid and he's rolling down the road. I mean, yeah. And, and I know, you know, there's always that, that possibility of hiring anybody and they, they, you know, screw something up. So like, with this job, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's gonna make or break me. You know what I mean, like it, it, as long as I, if I, you know, manage it well and do everything right per the install manual and all that stuff. Because the VRF systems like that, you know, I mean, you, you, you do something incorrectly, like with pipe links and all that stuff. I mean, you can, I mean, you could kill yourself. Well, you know what, what I mean? sucks with that is. It. It won't show up that day, right? It may not even show up on startup, especially with a, with an inverter. It shows up like the hot day or the cold day, or this head's running and that head's not running, and it's like, oh, yep, that's something. No, that ain't right, you know. Yeah, well, luckily, like I don't know if you guys have much experience with Mitsubishi, but like with the same multi, and, and you you know, really, they have a diamond system builder. Like you're really. Yeah. Yep. You're really supposed to be doing a diamond system builder for even a one-to-one system, right? But like, well, we most, did it on the I did it on the Gree side. Same thing. You build out. Yeah, a, like most people I know, and my, from my experience, I'm doing a DSB file for a, a, a one-ton one-to-one ductless split, right? It's more right. for you know the city multi stuff or like a, a multi-zone with you know, a branch box and stuff. Cause like on the DSB, I mean, it's going to tell you if you exceeded pipe links or right. something isn't right. So like I overestimated on a lot of my pipe links on the DSB just to cover my ass because you know, it's a retrofit. Like it's not, oh, like you don't this. know how long half the shit is a lot of times. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think in my head it's going to be 35 feet. Well, I'm going to put 55 feet, you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm overcompensating. So when I actually do it and then I as built it as I go, like I know I'm within the specs, you know what I mean? Of where right. I should be and stuff like that. And then luckily Jensko, who's my, my Mitsubishi dealer out here, they have great support and, and you can pay them, you know, they charge 900 bucks a day, but they'll come help facilitate on like startup and they, they don't do any actual work, but they'll help you. And that's Kinda a sweet get, gig, right? Yeah, and I'm like, man, that's worth the money, dude. Like, because <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've even worked on a city multi system. Because once I left the union, I mean, I haven't touched a city multi system since, and it's been a little over a year. Or so, but I've been, I've worked on them enough. I got the books, and I got all the information in my hands, so I'm not worried about it. But it's a VRF job, and like. It, yep. it can go really well, or you can really fuck stuff up and, and <laughs> crisscross applesauce. <laughs> yeah. Before. So you keep mentioning union, right? Uh, so did you go through the sheet metal union? Yeah. You, what What's your story on that? I actually, I'll, well, I got I got a short one, but I'll also let you start. Like, I mean, what do you think about the union? How's it? How is it there? And uh, the union here is great, man. The Shemel Union is a very strong union. It's really strong out here. And um, when I, you know, when I got into it, like I, I want, I didn't even think about the union when I was 
you know, young. I, right. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't until around 2008 ish that I started, you know, thinking about the union. And then when I, and then that was when the housing market crashed and stuff. So like nobody was, they weren't taking on any new apprentices. So I was working on you. I put in, you know, the application and stuff. And then, and then they, they called me, I think like 2014, I think it was, or said, Hey, come in, interview, take your test. And I took it and then they accepted me. And, and then I went in and, you know, and it was, it was scary because like the first job I was on, like it was a big Bethel school project down in Puyallup. And, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game going into like a new construction commercial, you know, setting when you have journeymen and general foreman. I've never experienced that. And I remember, fuck man, I pissed off this general foreman right away. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we were unloading a truck, you know what I mean? And this is like, you know, he had like, I'm with a service journeyman, right? And these guys are sheet metal guys, installers. And I was helping them unload the ductwork and, I was like, you know, at first it was just me and another guy. Well, then he had like three or four other guys coming. I'm like, hey, do you still need me? And he's like, yeah, motherfucker, you're, you'll be here till I'm done with you. You know, that, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like, like I got service journeyman, like, say, he's like looking at me like, hey, dude, we got shit to do. But then this guy, he's like, he's like the boss of the job, you know? So I was like, well, I'll just tuck my tail between my legs and I'll just help unload this all this metal you know what I mean but like <laughs> and then like we were up on a lift we were up on a lift and and my service journeyman was like hey what happened there because he kind of overheard it and I was just telling him what happened and this guy that was yelling at me he heard me on the lift like 30 feet away he's like listen here motherfucker if you don't shut the fuck up I'll get you out of here right now and I'm like I was so scared I'm like man I screwed up getting in the union dude I'll tell you that right now <laughs> yep, yep, I'm out <laughs> yeah but that was like my worst experience with the union other than that like it was great like I mean they they great I mean benefits you know what I mean I got married and had a kid and you know, and I love the work. I love going to big buildings and, you know, working on all the stuff I, I never got to work on before, you know, like water source heat pumps and yep. cooling towers and the DRS stuff. And, um, you know, they got a lot of good, a lot, a lot of good benefits out here, man. You know, I know. What was that? People, what was that test like for that union to get it? Was, it was basic. It was oh. like basic arithmetic, dude. <laughs> like okay. It was, so when I was in Atlanta, right, I was, when I got out of high school, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I got into like metal framing. You've probably been on jobs with guys, yeah. framing metal studs. So yeah. I went to work for a guy that, I mean, I did framing in high rises and, you know, outside framing, you know, all that stuff. And we're all working together, right? We're all in there with the sheet metal union guys. Cause they're running duck and I'm, you know, I'm having a frame up where oh, they're, they're like, you know, I got a four foot duck coming through here and I got a, I need a spot. And I'm like, all right, well I can box around that, you know? So you start talking to the union guys on the job and they're like, man, you got to come work over here, man. It's fantastic over here. You know, we got this and this, and I'm just like, yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I was probably 18 and I'm like, all right. So I go down to the local, I think it was local 85 in Atlanta. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a 10 knocker. I'm going to go down here and do this. That test was ridiculous. Like literally, <laughs> I mean, it was all the math that I didn't get to <laughs> in high school. I mean, 
uh, not basic arithmetic. So yeah, algebra and all probably. All oh, that. it was it was a high level of college math, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I bombed the shit out of it, and you know, there was tons of it was tons of like 3D stuff, like what's you know pi this and that and this squared, and I'm like, what? These guys are just banging boxes together up here, like. Yeah. What, how are these guys even up here? And, um, you know, there wasn't very many young guys up there. And uh, I said, you know what? This is just a sign. Like, it's just not for me. So I, I, I didn't even, I wish I would have, I don't know. I wish I'd have got into HVAC way sooner. And that would have probably put me in it. Right. I mean, it would have just put me right in there. Um, yeah. I didn't go back to HVAC school till I like, had kids and everything. Like I went back as night school, but yeah, yeah, I remember taking that test. Like, dang, like, and I'm wondering if, if, if it's different, like, you know, from your union, yeah, it's a sheet metal, you know, union, but your local 85, I was local 66, you know what I mean? And then I'm also, I went in as a service apprentice, so I don't know if their test is different. If you're going in to be a sheet metal apprentice, like the service guys in '66 are like the redheaded stepchild of the union, right? Like, right. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, well, the test was like basic arithmetic, and then like I had experience, so like they, they, you know, took me in as a third year apprentice. So pay scale, all that stuff, I got taken in as a third year apprentice, was which at the time I thought was still pretty low for you know, what experience I had. Right. And then they're like, so we'll take you in as a third year apprentice, but you're going to, you're going to have to do the whole school all five years. And I'm like, really? Okay. And then, so I, I started in at first year school, you know what I mean? It's first year school. Like, you know, I'm just like, wow, I'm way beyond this. Like it was boring as shit. Right. And then I went into, I did the first year and then I did the, got into the second year and I wasn't even finished with the second year. And like my service manager at the time we were talking about a job and he's like, Oh, and congratulations by the way. And I'm like, for what? And he goes, they didn't tell you. <laughs> he said, they're, they're journeying me out. I'm like, what? Why, why the fuck did they put me in first year school? If they're going to journey me out in two years, why did they put me in fourth and fifth year? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and, and I talked to the JATC guy and he's like, well, you know, yeah, we probably should have, but you got to understand, like, we have a lot of people come in and they say, Hey, I got X amount of experience. So like, you know, put me in as a fourth year or whatever. And then they do. And then they're like nowhere near that. So like, I, I understood it from that standpoint. So anyway, like they journeyed me out and, you know, and it was a little scary. Cause like, you know, as a apprentice, you have a lot more leeway of like mistakes and, you don't really have to worry about losing your job unless you're just horrible. But as a journeyman, if you're not performing because you're making top dollar, right? Like they'll give you your pink slip and put you back on the out of work list, right? If you're not Get on the bench, <laughs> yeah. But like everybody asked me, like, what changed? You know, like, what changed when you journeyed out? I'm like, nothing, man. I was I was doing journeyman work the entire time I was in the union till even before I journeyed out. Like the only thing that changed was like the pay. Right. You know, that's just me. I was always, you know, my whole career, like I barely ever rode around with the guy. You know what I mean? Like I might have rode around with a guy for a week or two while they got me a van, but like pretty much my whole career I was out of my own, you know what I mean? Learning on my own and but like one thing for me too and for like young people, 
you know, who might be getting in the trade or whatever is like, I ask a lot of questions. Like I'm not the type of guy, like if I'm working on something and I'm not comfortable with it, like I don't just go forward without talking to people. Like I'm like, <laughs> I ask a lot of questions, you know, and, and, and try to get tech support and stuff like that, you know, cause like I've always been, you know, about doing the job right the first time. Cause like, I know callbacks are, Callbacks you know, are business. killer, man. Yeah, the business killer. You know what I mean? So if I have to spend an extra hour on a job to do it right and not have to come back, that's still going to be cheaper than the company having to send somebody back to follow up on something that I screwed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get I get guys that call me and they're like, man, I was, you know, uh, I called tech support and I was on hold for like 30 minutes and, and I just hung up. Like, I got tired of waiting. I'm like, yeah, but you still haven't fixed anything. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what do you, you know, it's, it's 95 degrees outside, you know, whatever brand you're working on doesn't have a hundred million tech support guys. Like you need to be in front of the equipment and you need to just wait. Like, I mean, yeah, what are you gonna do? if you come like back that. tomorrow, you're just, you're just prolonging the deal, right? You got to just wait. I mean, um, I mean, well, and like in this day and age too, like with the internet and stuff, I mean, nine times out of 10, you can find a manual online. I mean, not on some of this older stuff, like, you know, some of this older stuff. I mean, I, I've been, you know, looking for manuals and you might find like a Xerox copy of, you know, the manual <laughs> online somewhere. You know bizarre. what I mean? But like yeah. when, when I was younger, I mean, it was, it wasn't like that. Like, you know, the kids these days, you know, and and me because I'm still doing it. Like we are. You just very, put a very model lucky. in Google. Just put yeah, the model we, in Google. Yeah, and let it rip. We're very lucky to have the internet for our stuff. But luckily, like in two, as a business owner, like the equipment I sell, like Mitsubishi and stuff, and like I like Mitsubishi. I have more experience with Mitsubishi, so I'm probably a little biased towards it. But right, one reason why I like Mitsubishi on top of everything else is because of the support that you get, because you're not going to know everything on this. I stuff. hear this that stuff a lot. Is, not going to lie. I hear that yeah, a lot. This stuff is very technical, but I know when I'm on a Mitsubishi call, like I have the information, like I can find a manual on any system on my link drive in within minutes. You know what right. I mean? And when I've worked on Daikin and LG, like it ain't like that. You know what I mean? No, I mean, there's a lot of brands out there that they won't spend their money on that infrastructure. I mean, no, and Mitsubishi no, no. and Gensco, like my supplier, Gensco out here, like I can go on their website and I can look up a model number and they have all the specifications and documents and submittals. And, you know, and if it's not on there, I know I can find it on my link drive. Like more of the stuff on, like more of the technical information, you're going to go to my link drive. But like if you're looking for, manual some parts things like that like i can get it on jensco's website their app but you know it's that kind of stuff so when people ask me like well what what equipment do you recommend you know and obviously it all goes down to like you know installing it correctly right because you've always heard like goodman's a piece of junk and this is a piece of junk but like really like if you install it correctly i mean it's all pretty close to the same stuff but it's it comes down to the support and like yeah Yep. And like, we and, 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 and can I get parts? Right. If like, I, I, I'll try to not say names, but there's manufacturers out there. Oh, the that, mini split game is three big things. It's parts, support and warranty. Like, I don't care what brand it is. 
you got to have those. You know, you can install yeah. it. It's a mini split, right? It's just what it is. But if you can't get a part for it, you know, it's a it's a Amazon special, a Pioneer. <laughs> there's there's no there's no distributor right in the middle. It's it's shipped from a warehouse to your house. There is no yeah. part, right? Yeah, like, and I just like it'll just, work great, but <laughs> but when it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when it, it'll work great, but when it doesn't work, like what kind of support do you have for this piece of equipment? Like how if I'm if it's middle of summer and this piece of equipment's not working and, and I can't find a part, you know, it's, you know, two weeks out, three weeks out. I mean, I know once COVID hit and all that stuff, we're still dealing with that a lot, but not as eh, much anymore. Not really. But, that's a, but that's like, an excuse for sure now. Yeah, but man, I remember during those days, it was like, you know, backward, backward, backward. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, you know, waiting on one chip from China for this board. You know what I'm saying? And, and you don't run into as much now, but I think more now, maybe people are still using as kind of like a, oh, a yeah. fall guy. But, but Mitsubishi is like really supported around here. Train, you know, Ameristar, like all that stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's just supported. So that's the stuff that I like to put in is I know the warranty is good. I know I can get parts for it. I know if I need help with technical stuff, I can call and I can get a hold of somebody. Like I can text Jensko, hey, I'm working on so and so model number and this is what I'm running into. And they'll be like, Messenger Steve will have a tech call you. And, and mo- most of the time, the person calls me within 20, 30 minutes. Man, you, know you, pl- I mean? you plugging the heck out of them. We're gonna have to call them and get them to throw a couple dollars <laughs> in on this right. show. <laughs> no, I mean, we. How many times have we talked about that, riding? Like, it's the truth. We you do got to partner up with a distributor that you like. Yep. And it's got good support. I mean, whether it's the sales guy or the counter, um, it's getting hard these days, right? The counter guys are changing. I mean, yeah, counter guys are changing. Um, the the old school counter guy, like, you know, Ryan mentioned Cajun Joe, like the counter guys that he had growing up, they came from the field. Yep. It's just what it was. Yep. And they were super knowledgeable. I mean, um, they were the guys that was trying to fix the part on the counter with you with their screwdriver and shit. Right. Like, That's it. uh, the new counter guy, right. These are kids. It's like, it's like AutoZone. It's like Napa. Yeah. It's like, they just need to know how to look it up, but don't ask them what size piston it is. They're like, uh, what's that? Well, what's your model number again? You know, what's your serial number? I don't see that. It's, it looks like it's, uh, it's discontinued. Like, no, man, I just need to know the, <laughs> what size piston it takes. Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at too. Is I'm, I mean, cause I grew up like that too, where the counter guys were from the field and they were very knowledgeable. And when it, you know, came to anything that was like, install ductwork related like they'd be like hey man you, you know you should do this and we got this part and now like I, it's not like that so i'm currently in the process of kind of reprogramming my brain to realize like you know you yeah. gotta you gotta do it yourself and give them the information because you can't rely on the counter guys like you shouldn't you know, have you, relied on them then yeah. either honestly yeah no, yeah I mean, true you need to have your stuff together before you call. Like I, when I was in the field, I made it a point. Like I'm not calling the distributor until I got all my shit wrote down, like model serial. You know what they're going to ask you for? You just called them yesterday. Like you, yeah. you know what they're going to want. 
Well, that's um, like, I mean, that's like basic shit. Yeah, everybody should yeah. have that kind of stuff. Oh, man. no. I mean, we, know how many times <laughs> I get, you know, DMs and stuff of people asking, they're on having some trouble, and I'm like, well, what's your voltage here? What? What's this? What's pressure? You know, what have you done? And it's like, they haven't done nothing. I'm like, how, how do you expect anybody to help you when you haven't even done any basic troubleshooting, dude? Like, come on, man. Well, <laughs> that's the... They don't want to have yeah. to do that. Well, if you, you know, every company has a guy at the shop or in, that works for them that's like their go-to in, in-house tech guy. And we, you know, I ended up being that guy at my old company and I would get these calls all day. These younger guys that come out of school and now they're in the van. They came up, the unit's not cool. And they just go out to the outdoor unit and they're like, I got this code. And I'm like, I mean, have you even hooked anything to it? Like, where you just got there? I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, it's just my the fan's not turning. I'm like, I mean, what what have you done so far? Nothing. Like, yeah, you gotta like, you gotta try first, man, before you call me. I mean, that's that's where I was bit. at. Yeah, just a little bit, you know. And that's what I always did. You know, my career is like, I mean, I tried. I don't want to call you and bug you because I know you're doing your own thing, but like. When I At call you, because I'm, com- I'm completely stumped, and this is where I'm at, and so like I would have pressures and things if needed, or like, hey, I checked this and I just can't figure it out. You know what I mean? And it's usually something simple, you know, because we, we, me personally too, is like all overthink stuff, and, and it's usually the simple things, and, and you're like, oh. Well, well since you're oh. you're messing with you know inverter technology with your mini splits, like that's easy to do. Super easy to do. Um, we forget that it's, you know, two refrigerant lines, compressor and a blower. And like, we're just like, God, you know, we, you look at that board and you're like, man, <laughs> what is happening here? Right. But you call tech support and they're just sitting at a desk with a fresh mind and they're like, you know, what's your line temps, you know, at the head and at the outdoor. And you're like, oh, there's a kink in the line, right? Like yeah. you didn't even think about, I mean, you're trying to like diagnose the board. Um, I had a call yet. I had two calls yesterday. Prime example, both on inverter technology. Um, they were on the Bosch product, right? Called me first kid. I could tell he's super young. He's like, this thing's pumping into a vacuum when it fires up. And I'm like, damn. Okay. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm like, uh, all right, so just turn it off. You know, like what? What's your standing pressure? He's like, do what? And I'm like, like what's like what's the pressure on the system just sitting there? He's like, oh, I'm like what? He's like, it's like 25. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> it's like empty. I mean, it was firing up and running for uh, somehow, but yeah, I mean, he's like, he's he's he saw that giant inverter board. And he immediately thought outside the box. He's like, didn't even have any refrigerant in the system, you know, just some gas. And uh, I'm like, well, yeah, it's not really pumping down. It just doesn't have any in it. Um, and then today, guys, like, man, I've got, I've got this Bosch unit, man. I've never really seen these. It's kind of crazy looking. I got it calling for cooling, but I just don't have any voltage outside. And I'm like, um. You gotta have that. I mean, you gotta have <laughs> you gotta yellow have and common. You gotta have yellow and common at least out there. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, and he's, you know, he wants to, he wants to make it complicated. I mean, he just wants to. 
And I'm like, what do you got at the air handler? And he's like, well, I got 26 volts yellow and common at the air handler. I'm like, but you don't have it outside. No, man, it's just not communicating. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't have a line from there to there. Like you've got a break somewhere. He's like, yeah, 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 I guess you're right. I'm like, yeah, you gotta have voltage out there first. (laughs) Like, but that's what I mean. Like I try not to beat him, beat him up. You know what I mean? It's, he just freaked out. He, he went to the outdoor first. He took the panel off and he was like, shit, this is like, I can't work on this. You know, he's just a contactor and he just wants to push it in. Right. But yeah, I, I, I do that same thing to this day though. You know what I mean? Like, especially like I started a business too, cause I don't want to screw anything up. You know, I never want to screw anything up before, but even I think I, I feel dumber sometimes since I started my own business. Cause like, <laughs> I'm like really overthinking things, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, it's on your insurance now. <laughs> yeah. And like, so I'm, I'm triple checking quadruple checking things, you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah, that's, I think that's like my biggest fear is, uh, you know, burning, you know, catching something <laughs> on fire or something like that. You know, I have this building out in, uh, you know, around in my area and, you know, they, they have this sub panel on this roof and it keeps tripping and, and I'm like looking at all this equipment. I'm like, man, like, like the wire is sized correctly for the sub panel feed, but like, I don't know if they added stuff or whatever since this sub panel on the roof was made, but like, like, you know, they're all heat pumps, so, you know, they're all calling for backup heat. And, and I'm right. like, man, it's just, it's, the circuit is just over, it's just overloaded. And they're like, well, how come we never had a problem before? And I'm like, and I went through these. I don't know. This, yeah. <laughs> I went, I, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know, but you have a problem now. I don't know if you added stuff, you know what I mean? And I'm checking everything and I, you know, and I'm like disconnecting some of the, the auxiliary heat you know what i mean Cause I, and i got my amp clamp on the 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 feeder for the sub panel and, you know, and it's pulling a lot of amps just on like a couple package units you know what i mean and, and there's right. like six package units on this thing and i'm like you know and, I, and one thing is too is one of the things you run into a lot on these older buildings and stuff is when you fix you might fix a problem that you know like a backup heat strip wasn't working for who knows how long right right and you fix it and then you create a problem or you, you, you know, that was just a symptom of a bigger problem that heat strip maybe burned out because it's just overloaded and stuff, whatever. But like I replaced the auxiliary heat and then that's what got me on this whole thing because then it was like, Oh, you know, nothing's working. And then it was the sub panel was the, the feed was tripped and, and I just ended up, you know, going back and forth with these people. I'm like, you just got too much load, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, as, the equipment's old, right? So as electrical components, you know, wear down, resistance goes up and yep. things like that. And, and I'm like, the only thing I can do for you, because like I'm, I'm literally like, you're not listening to what I, you need to replace the equipment or you need to upsize the, the feeder and the, the sub panel circuit. Like if you want to keep this old equipment, you need to upgrade it. Like you need to update it to like a 125, 150 or something like that. And they didn't want to do that. They don't have money to replace it. I'm like, so the only thing I can do is like, I'm literally going to disconnect all the auxiliary heat on these systems and you guys can just run off of mechanical heating. And, you know, and, you know, cause I'm like, dude, this is like a fire hazard, dude. I remember when going there one time and like, you could smell just that hot, like electrical <laughs> smell, you know what I mean? In the, the, the main panel. 
where the breaker for the sub panel is. Yeah, you don't want to be the last guy that worked on that. No, and it's just like it's just sketchy, right? And I'm like, and then they still they still call me and they're like, hey, you know, there there's things not heating right. I'm like, yeah, because I disconnected the auxiliary heat. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you ain't. I'm not hooking it back up. Like, this is where you're at until you either upgrade the electrical to keep this old stuff working or replace the units. I mean, yeah, I think you get to a point where you have to be that guy. You have that. They don't know what they're talking about. Homeowners are, and it's, it's tricky talking to them. Right. But, um, it's funny you bring that up. I don't, I remember going on to like, like commercial strip malls or, and you know, maybe a, a business that's got five or six, you know, three tons or five tons on a rooftop you go there to do, they want a maintenance, right? Quote maintenance. And four of them don't work. Yeah. And you don't know how long they haven't worked. And you, you put your gauges on them. They're flat. They're just flat. And you're like, God, have they just been, you know, rocking this one unit up here? I mean, am I going to be the first guy today? That's like, you need four new units. <laughs> I mean, you got, you know, you, all these have a condenser leak or a VAP leak and, uh, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Like this needs this. And here's your $20,000, you know, maintenance bill for today. And, uh, you need four new units. They're like, Oh no, the last guy said they were all fine. I mean, that whole commercial gig is, it gets a little, <laughs> it gets a little sketchy on that. Yeah. When you're, uh, that's what I've dealt with at this building a lot. Is like, well, <clears throat> I wasn't a problem before the last guy didn't catch that. I'm like, well, I mean, to me, that shit, like, I'm pretty straightforward. I'm, I'm very respectful of people, but, like, I'm doing my job, and, like, I'm telling you what the problem is. And, like, like it's I went to... It's not your fault that he didn't know what he yeah, did. Or, like, they they had... So they, you know, in the, on these strip malls and office buildings, when they when they chop up a big suite to two suites, and then they leave, like, one, yep. one unit serving two different needs, you know what I mean? There's always comfort issues, and yeah, you know, and, and, and I go to this call and they got two package units hooked up to one thermostat. So they had one package unit daisy chained to the other one. And then <laughs> part of one of the package units was serving this suite and then part of this other suite. So I go to this call, you know, this was months ago. Oh, that's and, funny. Yeah. The, the ductwork goes across the, yeah, the next Yeah. Day. And it was just a really like hacked up system with, I don't think I've ever ran into that where two packages were daisy chained off of one thermostat, right? No. I'm like, so like I shut off the power to the one for this suite and then I'm taking the thermostat wires off because I was, you know, these new buildings, you know, that you, you know, you're new to the building, not the building, but you're trying to figure out what thermostat controls what unit and what unit goes in what suite. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I was at, right? And I shut off the power and then I... And I, and I still have 24 volts, and I'm like, weird, you know what I mean? And, and then I go up to the unit, and I'm taking off the wire, and I got zapped, like, really good, you know, for being only 24 volts. And then I put my meter on it, and I have, like, I can't remember. I have a video on Instagram, but I think it was, like, 80 or something volts on it or something. <laughs> yeah, that'll like, bite. It's, it's like a little bee sting. That's a good little Yeah, little and then that's when I looked, and I followed this conduit over to this other package unit, and this other train heat pump, I mean, star cap was fried. I mean, there was just melted electrical boards and stuff so a leg of power obviously was like 
on that thermostat wire that they had daisy chained over to this other unit. And I'm like, well, we're going to start here with just getting rid of this unit altogether. <laughs> this unit shot. And then all these boards, all these little capacitors and stuff were, were fried on this carry unit. And, you know, of course, one of the boards was backward three weeks. And she's like, well, can you just put in this fan board and see if it works? And I'm like, like, it's not going to work. I'm telling her it's not going to work. It needs this other board, too. And she's like, well, just try it. I'll pay you. So, she, you know how much money they paid me to, to do things where I told them that, like, it's not going to work and they want me to try. And I go back there. I'm like, yep, yeah, it didn't work. And she's like, okay, well, just come back with the board when you have it. And I'm like, all right. So then I got the right board and I got that unit online. I never even fixed the other one because I never approved the quote. But like, man, you, you go to these some of these buildings and it's it's hacked up, man. And oh, well, just, pa- well, you're gonna they're always gonna find a guy that will patch it. That that'll never go away, right? Like, yeah. They keep calling, they'll find a guy that'll patch it. And absolutely, as a company, you have to just say, you know what, I'm not gonna be that guy. Like, yeah, I mean, no, you can I'm be the guy. Not There's nothing against guy. that guy, but you gotta, you know. When it's hard though on your own it's like you know there's gonna be tough times that you know everybody's had that where they're slow and it's like god i, just need, I gotta get this i gotta get something going here you know what i mean yep. um everybody hits that hits that that patch when they go out on their own but yeah you don't want to be <laughs> we had you know we had uh true blue mechanical on here we were talking about the apartments right same thing some somebody will will hack it that's just That'll never no, go I love Justin. Justin's my homie. Yep. Yep. See, you should listen to our show. He was. <laughs> he just, it's funny. He just sent me a, or just sent Dennis and I a message on Instagram with a picture of him listening to center field in the truck. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, All right. So we too. got, we have a segment on here um, called crawl space confessions. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be in a crawl space. We, we, we try to get people to send in and, you know, everybody that's listening, please send in a story. But do you have like, what's your, like, whether it's a critter, you got, you know, you got attacked by a raccoon, uh, you <laughs> common know, occurrence, much maybe more so uh, than we thought, what does doc, what, what do they call them? The, uh, what's those birds that attack them up in Canada? Cobra chickens. Cobra chickens. Uh, you got a crawl space confession for us, like just a crazy HVAC story. Oh man, like too the, many. Well, yeah, I got a lot. You know what I mean. My memory sucks, but like, I mean, I got plenty of. I First got one plenty pops of, up. I got plenty of ones. So this building I took care of down in, in Ballard, down by where all the crab boats and stuff, you know, dock and things like that. But this building, you know, it's, they got seagulls everywhere, and you know. In downtown Seattle, you run into that lot where, you know, seagulls are nesting and and stuff. And, like, this building, you go up there and open up the, the roof hatch, and, and there's a nest of, you know, uh, seagull eggs right there. And, I mean, they're just dive-bombing you, dive-bombing you, you know what I mean? So, first of, all, first of all, I have never seen a seagull nest, right? Oh, here. really? Yes, I have. I haven't seen one on yeah, a roof. Well, because there all were, the rooftops I go yeah. on, they're not near water. There were some every yeah. now and then that would nest yeah. down in my family's camp when as, as a kid. Yeah, so like you know, and, and I've took care of this building for years. So like, 
you know, I, I've seen like the actual baby birds on buildings and stuff, but it's the seagulls are you know a problem. They they dive bomb and shit on you and attack you, and you're up there with, <laughs> you know, you're bringing up your like cobweb brush, you know, like trying to scare them off, but they just keep coming. And one thing I learned about, uh, you know, to, if you have a seagull problem, is everybody puts like you know, like them wooden owls up or something like that, yep, or yep. like the the netting, you know, things like that over them. But like this guy that he's like the maintenance kind of guy at this building, like he bought a just went to the dollar store and got a bunch of rubber snakes, right? Just fake rubber snakes and put yeah, them. I thought you were going to say a wiffle ball bat because that <laughs> was a whole lot better. No, so like, you just put rubber snakes around the roof and on the units and these birds, just, they just think it's a legitimate threat and they don't come back, man. But like, like there you go. I don't know Broke if you know this, but like, seagulls are protected I guess you can get a felony if you like hurt them. You know what I mean? Like you See, That would have been me right there. I would have <laughs> took them out, dude. Yep. It's going yeah, down. What happens like, on a rooftop stays on a rooftop. I'm talking to these seagulls like they're a human. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just here to fix this. I'm not here to bother you. You know what I mean? Like, just leave me alone. Like, I'm not going to hurt your baby. I don't care about your baby. Like, your baby's safe, but they, they're just <laughs> dive bombing you. And, like, you just got to watch out for the shit. You know what I mean? Because they will drop a bomb on you. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> tennis racket, you know. Something some, I can really get some velocity on. <laughs> broom, you know, fucking something, dude. But yeah, nothing yeah. too crazy, but like, I'm sure I got some crazy, I know I've had some crazier shit than that happen, but, you know, put me on the spot and then I'm like, Ugh, I know, uh, I know. <laughs> like, I mean, what, like, what's your worst, like, homeowner encounter? Oh, uh, like, like just the homeowner themselves? Yeah, like just, you know. I feel uh, like, uh, you know, I was talking to these kids today in training. I'm like, look, I'm like, anybody sell in home? And that one guy raises his hand, you know, they, the boss is trying to get them to be selling techs. And I'm like, talking to a homeowner is another trade in itself. That's it a really, truth. It really is, right? We kind of take it for granted. But um, I say the new style homeowner, right? Like Ryan's dad as a homeowner. You're like, hey, this is broke. All right, what's it cost to fix it? All right, there you go. The new homeowner's just not like that. I mean, they're picking no. you apart, you know? When they get online and they find all this bullshit and they want to throw it at you like they know what they're talking about, but they throw it at you the wrong way so you automatically know they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I, um, I <laughs> and that's one thing, being a, you know, a, a contractor now, because I didn't really – deal with that kind of stuff much in commercial and I have to deal with like homeowners as much as I do now, you know what I mean? But, um, right. you know, when you, when I, in the very beginning, I remember I went out and hooked up somebody's, you know, multi-zone ductless they bought off of Amazon. Right. Yeah. And he, you know, he just wanted, they set the equipment. I mean, they put the heads on, they ran most of the lines. Um, they just wanted me to hook it up to the condenser, start it up. And I'm like, it was a friend of a friend flipping a house. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, so this was before I started a company, but it rolled over to my business. Right. So like I hooked it up, pulling a vacuum. I'm like, Hey man, it's not passing. Like you got a leak somewhere. I, probably on one of your heads and like you want me to find it and fix it he's like no nah, man like 
I'm flipping this house, so you know, just get it running. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. Then he calls me up later. This is after the person sold the house, and yeah. it's not heating right. And long story short, he gave this lady my number, and I said, yeah, I helped him out. You know what I mean? And you know, and this was like, yeah, how do you explain that to her? Yeah, it was like almost <laughs> two years ago, right? And I'm like. Yeah, this is what I did, and I mean, I said I'll come out and look at it. if it's something I did, which I knew it wasn't. Right. Then I go, I'll, I'll fix it, you know, for a cheap price. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I, I feel bad. I like to help people, right? It's it's kind of crippling when you're running a business because you want to be the nice guy and help people out. So I, anyway, I went out there and I pressure tested all my stuff outdoor, and then I had one coupling that we had to extend a line set. Nothing was leaking, and then I opened up one of the heads he had put in this bedroom, and it's just oil everywhere. I'm like, here's your leak. I took my sniffer and gave her a quote to fix it, and she's like, oh, that's, that's a lot of money. It was like a couple grand, you know what I mean, to fix the system. It's four heads and, you know, a lot of refrigerant. And anyway, she's like, okay, well, I'll let you know. And she talked to her homeowner's insurance, and then somehow she called me, like, nonchalantly and was like, yeah, so they're going to go after your bond. And I'm like, wait a minute, like my bond, like I'm trying to help you out. And I didn't even do that. I didn't purchase this equipment. I didn't install the equipment. I did this as like a side job. I'm just trying to help you out. And you're going to go after my, my freaking bond. And she's like, oh, it's not me. It's an insurance company. I'm like, well, I said, well, good luck. Because, you know, there's no proof. And that was, that was like super scary for me being in business owner and like you know trying to help somebody out and it's not even craftsmanship that you did and so like that was like the first time where i started thinking like man you know now that you own a business you got to be careful about like you know doing that you know stuff where people buy off amazon and oh yeah they put the equipment in you're just starting it up like i don't do that anymore i'm like if i didn't buy it and i didn't install it like i ain't touching it no, I've had yeah, we've I've had, had that conversation that. with so many guys that have homeowners trying to do that, and they're like, you know what, you know, if it's slow, do I even consider it? And I said, no, <laughs> no, no, you don't. I said because as soon as you do, then it just makes it makes everyone think that every contractor should do that, regardless. Well, where are you going to warranty or, the parts? That's through? it. Like that's yeah, it. and like as soon as you touch it, like you own it. It's kind yep. of one of those things, you know what I mean? And then. So, like, I did a couple of those jobs in the beginning where, you know, another guy bought, you know, a one-to-one off of, from Lowe's, you know what I mean? And I just, I hooked, I ran the pipe and it did the same thing. And But I just, this time around, because it was since I owned a company, I just wrote it in the, you know, the, the estimate and stuff that they signed. I'm like... Tail light warranty. I said, elevate, <laughs> yeah, elevate mechanical, didn't purchase this equipment, didn't install it, warranty this. You know, the, that's the thing on a company is like having those terms and conditions and making sure everything's noted and exclusions, yep. inclusions, you know, because like it's scary. Like people go after you over anything, right? So you have to protect yourself. So like you have a couple of scary moments in the big beginning like that. Now I'm like, I'm really like, I'm always adding stuff to my terms and I'm, I'm like really big on excluding stuff. You know what I mean? Because like if, if you don't exclude it and somebody could go, well, you quoted this and you didn't exclude this. So they might go after you. You know what I mean? And, um, yep. so just trying to like protect myself. That's like, you know, the, 
the biggest that's what I lose sleep over, you know what I mean? Is like shit like that. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I don't want to get sued and screw something up, so I try to cover my ass as much as I can when I bid stuff, but you know, that's that's a whole nother ball game there. So I I think I know the answer to this, but we always ask like what's your favorite system to put in or work on? Um for like VRF, yeah, Mitsubishi, City Multi, even one to ones, even multi zones. I, just I, mini, okay. Just yeah, yeah, I'm a big Mitsubishi guy. And then like when it comes to you know package units and stuff like that, I like train. I like train gas furnaces, uh, American Standard, even Ameristar. I mean, the shit's made in the same factory. Just right. You know, doesn't have a train name on it and stuff. Like I put Ameristar yep. in my house six years ago and the thing's been running like a champ for no problems and i know a lot of people have different opinions on it you know obviously the warranty is different but that's that kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier you know is you know what's what's supported and what's your warranty right like ameristar is pretty much the same first as a train and you just don't have as much warranty on it you know what i mean yep well, it's, and it's that, that difference in, you know, primary brand and transactional brand. Yeah. Do you want a 10-year warranty or do you want a five-year warranty? You know what I mean? It's kind of what it boils yeah. down to. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean the, train, like the Ameristars are fucking it. made in Trenton, New Jersey, just like trains. You know what I mean? Like, they're right. literally the same factory. It's just... So do you see yourself... I mean, do you... Uh, I mean, do you get jobs and can't wait to like put the stuff on Instagram, like, like this job you got coming up, right? That's going to be a ton of content. <laughs> yeah. Mean. Yeah. I'm stoked about that. And I got some other stuff that I won't with that job. That's going to happen with that job. That's going to be huge too with, um, with, you know, RLS and stuff like that. So it's going to be a good, okay. It's going to be a good, going to be a good job, fun job. And it's going to, have a lot of good content and stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah, so I'm super stoked about that. I'm, I'm anxious to get that kicked off. Yeah. I mean, me and Ryden are attacking Instagram as a, as a pair. If it was one person, we, yeah, we'd I mean, be in trouble, which we, <laughs> well, and you know, I just, it's, it, God, it takes so much. To, I feel like it takes forever to make a reel or I don't know. It's a lot. It's stressful. I know we got some stuff coming up though that we're gonna we're gonna get oh, to yeah. create some stuff together, which is nice. Dennis is gonna be doing some training for me. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, like, and, and like making the content too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't record everything anymore. You know what I mean? Because sometimes it's just it's just not right, or like I'm busy and I don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Right. But if it if this if the application permits it then i'll do it you know what i mean but like yesterday i went to go start a rough in for like a two-zone hyperheat unit and we set the condenser and stuff and like i mean i i didn't get to do as much as i planned on but i didn't even like take a picture or nothing you know what i mean you know it looks nice you know what i mean and but when i go back once i get the sheetrock in and i can go you know actually finish the job then i'll i'll post about it and stuff but you know I just have so much other job, stuff. Man. Yeah, I just have so much other stuff. You know, being a business owner now, that like content, you know, can take a backseat sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
You don't want to make some content of you sitting at your desk look filling out some paperwork? <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, like, it's funny with the content-making thing, too, is, like, there. I mean, I've spent some time making editing oh, videos man. and stuff, and, 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 you know, they don't do as well as you think. And then there's these videos where I'm like, like, I just had this video of me just using a straight core removal tool. I've done a couple of those, and, I mean, it's pretty simple and basic i don't spend very much time on it at all like editing and it and it gets the most attention it's funny <laughs> right and sometimes it's the ones that you just slap together like you said that just take off because they just yeah seem, and i think sometimes it the ones like that seem they truly do seem more realistic like you were just like yeah here seriously check this out it's a good idea it wasn't yeah and it's, it's like organic it. like yep. i think That's more, the more organic you know content is better, you know, than the four stuff. Like, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, I haven't posted in two, three days or a week, you know what I mean? And, and then you're just like forcing, you're coming up with something and it doesn't even feel natural, right? And right, I've deleted a lot of those videos too because I'm like, it just doesn't feel natural to me. I like, I just like the organic stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's where we're at. If it's, if it's right, just put it on there. I mean, I was like, yesterday, they gave me a thermal imaging gun. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely doing something with this. Yeah. who? I mean, if you haven't done anything, I posted a video with a thermal imaging gun, then you're just not living. I don't know, right? I mean, who has? <laughs> <laughs> I got to get one now. <laughs> I got one. I used it on that. Uh, I won it from HVAC God's giveaway like a few months oh, ago. There you go. Oh, yeah. Because I've been wanting one for a while, but them, you know, they're pretty expensive. And then I luckily I won that giveaway, and I used it on that building. I was talking to you about all that electrical stuff. I used it on that panel, you know, and they they're sweet. Yeah, you know, you can see oh, exactly especially looking at breakers. And, yeah, yeah, looking at breakers, and I'm 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 waiting for a call on a refrigeration system where the thermal imaging is going to come in handy. You know what I mean, we're like, oh, this got a restriction right there, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, instead of clamping over here, clamping over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, that's a that's another great two part show. HVAC God, he was he was awesome on here. We had oh, him yeah. on here. We got a lot yeah. of lot Good of dude. gold out of that one. Hopefully, we got a lot of gold out of this one. Right? Oh yeah, man. Oh, we definitely got some gold out of this one. <laughs> so Which, yeah, actually, so, uh, I was gonna yeah. say, speaking of speaking of gold. Uh, I did promise everybody a giveaway, or not a giveaway, but a uh, discount code for the swag shop. So if you stuck around and listened to our boy Jamie and us talk, uh, make sure to use discount code CAJUN420. <laughs> That's C-A-J-U-N, CAJUN420, in honor of Cajun Joe on the swag shop. Starting on the 21st, and I'll run it through, I guess, the end of April. Get twenty percent off hats or spice. So yep. get in there, hvacrd.com. You got to get you some. Uh, well, we may since you're on the show, we may send you a little care package. Anyway. You know, yeah. swag package. You got to try the old. His dad makes some sweet Cajun seasoning. Yeah, uh, many, I'm I'm down, man. How many years, Ryan? He's been making that. <sighs> Gosh, since I think honestly, I think really since the late sixties, the the paperwork Jeez. I've got, he registered it with North Carolina in the in I think eighty one once he'd moved up here. Yeah, um, still not born over here at eighty one. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, Long time. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, hey, wrapping yeah. it up then. 
I was gonna say, yeah, you're, you got to get some rest, man. You sound terrible over there. <laughs> was I, I was hoping head. you wasn't gonna have a coughing fit. You did good, man. Yeah, no, I'm just more congested today, you know. But uh, you know, when you're busy, you're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it's all good. But I know my wife's trying to get to the gym because she's she actually works uh, for Gensco. You know that we, well, I've been talking about a oh, lot. You know, now it makes she, sense. Oh yeah, see, there's look, that's fifth plug number five. There. <laughs> so she she's killing it over there, and she's <laughs> but she works graveyard, so you know, um, quite literally she, in bed with your distributor. <laughs> right, first time ever we've had that on here. Yeah, yeah, she's been there for like six months now, you know. But no, no I love that place. I love that place my entire career. You know what I mean? Like they're just a good company. You know, oh, I'd mean? be riding around. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm just in straight in bed with my distributor, man. I have no idea. <laughs> so my buddy, my buddy, uh, when I posted about those Diversitech, those uh, sumo feed that I was using. I don't know if you guys saw it, but that's what I, you know, I just picked them up for this install. And he's like, how much do those cost? Because he uses Jetsco all the time. And I was like, oh, I think they're like, you know, 71 bucks or something. He's like, oh man, it's showing 75 for me, dude. Send me a screenshot. He's thinking I was getting better pricing. And then I look back up and I'm like, no, dude, they're, they're 75, bro. <laughs> I just, I must have been thinking about the hundred other parts and pieces of looked at fucking quoting stuff like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well but, cool yeah. man well hey keep killing it on instagram um northwest hvac is there an underscore in there yeah okay. yeah it's northwest it? underscore hvac yep yeah we gotta get we gotta do some sticker swap i gotta get you on the plenum i used to train with so um, let's do it man i got some elevated mechanical stickers too and i just got some yeah, some new ones where I have a QR code with this with the, the company sticker, so I'm gonna use that for like on my installs and stuff. So it's a nice. QR code that just takes you to the link tree of you know my website and Instagram and all that stuff. I thought it was pretty cool. I like it. Nice. All right. All right. Yep. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Don't brother. hang up. We're gonna save you here, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks, guys.